Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. In this hour, Al May from NBC Sports Washington and Arthur Staple, longtime beat writer of the New York Islanders, now working for the Athletic. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has your office printer and supply needs covered. Reach out to them. They do it all, and they could be doing it right now for you. Without further ado, Pleased to be joined on the line as we head off to a River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline by a guy who's probably pretty amped up right now. Uh, longtime analyst of the Washington Capitals broadcasts, a guy who, I uh, always use the term, willed his way to the National Hockey League. We welcome back Al May. Hi, Al. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back, Bob. It's uh, been a great ride so far. Hopefully it doesn't end. Uh, I know you were talking to Brendan off-air and uh, so I'm going to ask you, I mean, I think the Capitals for the last four and a half periods in the series have been by far the best team. Do they got any juice left for Game 7? Well, I don't know why they wouldn't. You know, this this team has been all about using their will and uh, getting them here. I, I look at all the national broadcasts that had Columbus winning the first, first round. Uh, then they picked Pittsburgh, and the team has just found a way to come together and do things that, that this group of players that – the large group that's been here the longest they haven't been able to do, and it's been a total team effort, but they've been willing themselves. When they've been down in the dumps and they've been down a couple games in a series, they've climbed right back in. So, to me, they were the aggressors last game. I I look at the amount of big, heavy, hard hits they laid on Tampa. I wonder if Tampa's got any gas left in the tank after going back to retrieve those pucks inside the defensive zone and just getting laid out left and right with the biggest hits I've seen so far in the playoffs. So, I have no doubt that the Capitals have a lot left in the tank. It's just a matter of doing the right things when they're on the ice. Well, starts are important as well. I mean, I think back to being down in Raleigh for Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final, and Edmonton had won two straight games. The Oilers completely shut Carolina down in Game 6, and they physically knocked the snot out of them in Game 6 of that Stanley Cup Final, two on up to that 4 nothing victory. Like, they dominated the second half of that game. And... I, I got to tell you, I, I thought the Oilers were going to win the series, and then Carolina came out and scored in the first two shifts of the game, and the Oilers were chasing. Suffice to say that the Caps need a good start. Absolutely. And in game five, they did not have that good start. And it was all about a, a couple of errant bounces that, that just kind of just kept complicating things in the first 19 seconds of the game, and they got scored on it. You know, one poke check created a turnover that created a bad defensive play, another bad defensive play, another bad defensive play uh, if you're the Caps. And good good offensive play, good offensive play, great board play, good offensive play by the Lightning, and they scored. And then their fans really got into it. They took over the tempo of the game for pretty much the rest of that first period. So my, my biggest key going into the last game for the Caps in Game 6 was own the neutral zone, win the game. And they were real tidy in that area. They limited the, the high danger scoring chances. They limited the total amount of shots that the Lightning had. So they know they've got to own the neutral zone tonight. If they do that, they control the tempo and the momentum of this game. 
Do you recall back in 2006, Al, who Carolina's starting goaltender was at the start of the playoffs? Uh, oh my God! Yes, I do. And I, 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 the, the name is at a loss. But we know who we know who the MVP of Arthur the play. Zerbe. Arthur, Arthur Zerbe. Zerbe started that year, but who yeah. ended up right? Count and you know where I'm going yeah, with Lord. it. You know where I'm going with this right here, right now, with the guy. You know, I mean, did anybody see Braden Holtby halfway through the season not being the starter in goal to start the year for the playoffs for the Washington Capitals? But he didn't, and I'm wondering whether or not. That spurred him on and made him even better and mentally sharper because it got the competitive juices going. Well, you know what? He was absolutely fatigued mentally, physically in the month of February. It carried through the month of March. He had a bad six-week stretch, and the team wasn't playing properly in front of him. Uh, he lost his confidence, but I, that mental health break where they took him out and then they gave Grubauer all the starts, You know, he went back and he worked on his game. He didn't just try to get his head back. He started to add a few things to his arsenal. When he came back in that Columbus series, he looked way different. He was doing things differently. You know, I, I liked the way he was playing in October, November, December, January. And then he started to have holes in his game because he wasn't feeling right. He was probably upset with the, t- the brand of defense that the team was playing in front of him. And, you know, I, I just look at now he is playing the game with confidence. Uh, there's almost some cockiness sometimes the way he's playing. And if this team continues to play defense and he's only got to worry about the strong side shot, the one shooter, no backdoor play, I like his chances of owning this game like he did the last game. And uh, I just feel he's got gas left in the tank. He's laser focused right now. He's improved from where he was. And he's got to be the big reason that they win tonight. He's got to make all of those important stops that you're supposed to. And then, you know, if there are some big breakdowns, he's got to make some game changing I'm looking for him to have his best game of the playoffs tonight. It's not like we already didn't know, Al, that John Carlson was a heck of a defenseman. But this year's playoff run, given the fact that he's a pending UFA, couldn't have worked out any better for him. Oh, it's been perfect. You know, he's the one player uh, from game one game one of this regular season that's been consistent. Uh, the whole team didn't have a great start, but his was never down with the rest of them. He started great. Obi started great. But he's improved all season long. And once they got Michael Kempney from the Chicago Blackhawks for a third round, third rounder a few days before the trade deadline, man, they, once they started to play together, he, he's even better than he was playing at the start of the year. And here in the playoffs, I've never seen him play this well. There's been a consistency to him every game, what he's doing on the power play, how he's killing penalties. He's just gone all world in his play. And uh, hopefully he can continue this level of play for the rest of his career because he is absolutely dominating right now. Al, a couple of years ago, the last year we were at Rexall Place, if Jenny Kuznetsov came in, had three goals, five points, the Caps lit the Oilers up 7-4. He told, now, Connor McDavid was a rookie that year, uh, but he, and I'm trying to recall, I don't think Dreisaitl was up yet, but it was a pretty spectacular performance. And, uh, it was amazing. And you know what? What we've seen this year in the I might not, and we've discussed this before. I'm not the biggest when he. By the way, uh, just to just to do, when he does that eagle thing or whatever, and he doesn't do it every goal, does he? Does that soft? No, he doesn't. He's done it a couple big goals over the years. Oh, a couple. Now, what what is he paying homage to? What is that? Just is it? Does, does anybody ever asked him what that? It, 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 because, of course, there's the Russian angle. And it, it, it has to do with uh, 
one, one of the, the video games that they all play, all the younger players. Okay, in the, in the, all in right. Hockey league. And it's not a hockey thing. And, yeah, I think it may come from soccer. It might be a FIFA celebration. All right. Uh, anyhow, the guy's a... <laughs> how about it's... Did you see the little... You must have seen it because it was all over the place, his response uh, before game six about the stupid question. Yeah, well, they call him Harry Potter. Uh, he's, he's sneaky funny. And if you can get him in an interview to, to have his guard down and just relax, he's one of the funniest guys in the team. He's that guy in the dressing room that speaks up. And he's he's just been amazing. He's he's been lo- keeping the guys loose, uh, and then during the games, he's got his game face on, and he's been bringing that effort. That he's a hell of a player. Been a few years ago. Yeah, he's he's humble. And, and I, I said going into this playoffs that he had to be the X factor. I think I even said on the show he has to be the best player on their team every night. The centers have to win the series. And I've also said starting from game one of this season, the regular season, is that he has to be cha- challenging Connor McDavid for the scoring lead every season because his skill is that good. I want to see the consistency out of him. I've seen that here in the playoffs. Hopefully it translates into next year, hopefully this team uh, goes to the Stanley Cup Finals, is able to win a Stanley Cup. But either way, whether it ends tonight or they get a few more weeks of hockey, uh, this guy has to be a guy that dominates every night during the regular season like McDavid does and put the team on his back, win games all by himself. And during the playoffs, he's been controlling the play pretty much every game. And he can score more goals. He can get more assists. When he's dialed in, he, it seems like he's impossible to stop. Al, we've gone eight minutes, and we haven't talked about Ovechkin. Well, that, that's the key. You know what? He, he's had his best playoffs ever, in my opinion. He's playing better hockey than he's ever played. But he's got a great supporting cast, and it's not supposed to be that great. But they found the right chemistry. Uh, the buy-in by everyone is so important. Twelve of the 16 forwards used so far by the Caps in the playoffs have a goal. And everyone's been doing their part. Other players have scored big goals. Uh, and because of that, always able, I think it's less stress on his game. You don't have to use him 25 minutes when you get like that. And he can go out and be a fresher player when the other guys are doing their spot. And the spotlight's not just on him. Uh, this is a true team effort in every sense of the world. And I think it's helped him propel himself to the level of play that he's at right now in the playoffs. We're joined by Al May from NBC Sports Washington. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Game 7 tonight. Uh, I mean, Tampa has to be favorite. They're at home. They were the best team during the course of the regular season, but the Caps, uh, we've seen a little bit different Caps team this year. I mean, and, and for me, it started, I'll be honest, Al, I, I had Columbus against Washington right out of the gate, and Columbus, you know, won the two games in Washington. Now, it, it should be mentioned, Panarin got hurt, but one man does not make a team. And the Caps well, kept... They- Right, they figured out how to shut shut Panera down, and they and they wore him down, and they made him. They pound, they pounded him. That's what they did. They yeah. pounded him. And, and April first, this team went into Pittsburgh, and they knew that they had to start playing the Penguins different on the road, and they right. employed a few different tactics. They were physical when they needed to be, and they were big time defense without playing prevent defense when they needed to be. And they went in there, got a huge victory, and then rolled the rest of the way through the season. Didn't didn't, didn't win every game, but they they played very very well. And they came back in the playoffs, and they said, all right, there's a time to forecheck. There's a time to be defensive. Everyone's got to be in on this. The penalty kill's got to be better than the power play. The power play's got to be better than the penalty kill. The goaltender's got to out-goaltend the other team. And it was finally the first time, even in that Columbus series, when they were down two, they should have been up two. And the yes, they should have been really over in four games. But they got themselves into some penalty minute trouble. And in the past Capitals teams, 
they wouldn't have had that attitude top to bottom. Ovechkin brings his best effort every night. As far as I'm concerned, the nine years I've been covering this team, I've never not seen him give his best effort. They haven't had the greatest of coaches here, and I'm the entire staff at times. They haven't had the best style of play. Uh, but this guy's always done his job according to what the game plan is. That hasn't always been the right game plan. There's been players that have been hiding under the shadow of Ovechkin the entire time he's been a capital. And this guy always goes out and does his job. He, he hits, he forechecks, he shoots, he scores. He's gotten better at defensive play every year. But I don't remember Wayne Gretzky receiving the same amount of criticism over the course of his career for being such a great offensive player. Uh, and, and, you know, everyone wanted to pick holes in his game, and he's adapted, he's adapted. And uh, what he's doing right now it was incredibly special. And I look at Game 6 in Pittsburgh, a lot of people on Twitter, uh, the Devils device, were, were just pounding he and Kuznetsov for, for not skating. And what I looked at was when they couldn't get to a puck with 100% certainty on a four-check or a race, they backed off and they went into this 1-1-3 in the neutral zone. And when the captain did it first, everyone fell in line. The amount of leadership that he's shown doing everything that the coaches want better than all the other guys has been absolutely outstanding and amazing to be a part of. Uh, two questions on coaching. We had Gil Scott on about a week and a half ago, Al, and he talked about the fact that uh, Barry Trotz does not have a contract moving forward with Brian McClellan. If he goes to the Stanley Cup final, how much pressure is going to be in that Washington uh, market to bring Trotz back? Well, you know what? I don't think they really care about it right now because the way this has all worked out, I believe that the reason he did not have a contract offered because they wanted the different results in the playoffs. They had way better rosters uh, the three years prior in Barry's tenure than they did on this one. We had throwaway players you had to add on the roster for league minimum, basically. Uh, you were stuffing pieces in there. And he's done things different late in the season. You know, this team got to, to win the Metropolitan Division somehow. Uh, over the Pittsburgh Penguins, over the New Jersey Devils and the New York, all the teams that everyone was bragging about all season long. The Caps won the division, and Barry Trotz started to do things differently as we came down the stretch, making hard decisions. First of all, taking Holby out of the lineup during the regular season, making the other guy the starter, and said, this is a competition, and the better of the two going into the playoffs will get it, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily that guy's net. Another big decision starts Grubauer for opening night against Columbus, Five periods, six periods into the playoffs, third period of game two, Holtby comes out of the tunnel. They haven't looked back. Uh, the coaching decisions that he's been making in these playoffs are better and bolder than he's done in his entire NHL coaching career. And I think it's part and parcel because he's got that attitude. He's at peace with it. Like, what do I have to lose? So he's trying different things, and they're working for him. And you know, I, I look at the roster decisions he's made in the playoffs. He hasn't done that in the past. Uh, you know, they didn't shuffle first and second line guys. Now he's doing that stuff. He's moving third and fourth line guys. He's moving guys up and down the roster deploying players and I think because of that it's made him a better coach. So hopefully he's the coach for the Washington Capitals in, in the future and uh, no matter what he's going to get a monster payday and he's coached better than he ever has. 206 regular season wins over the last four years. Do you know how many other teams in the NHL have got that? None. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, no. you, br- you brought up coaches in the past, and, and I do not believe that this guy is in the mix in Edmonton, but Adam Oates, do you think that he would be a good assistant coach in the NHL or a good associate coach, or would his personality not allow him to take on a secondary role? Uh, I know that he was good one year in New Jersey, but you know, as, from what I saw here, uh, he's certainly not a head coach in my opinion. I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not a believer 
in in what I've seen and what I know, and uh, I, I would have to to pass on that. If if you were to ask me point blank, yes or no, I'd say no. All right, and just to wrap up, hypothetically, if Washington wins and we get a Washington Vegas Stanley Cup final. Brian McClellan, who used to work for George McPhee and George McPhee. Nate Schmidt, who's been all world for the Vegas Golden Knights. It would be, there'd be some great storylines, wouldn't there, Al? Oh, it'd be unbelievable. And, you know, and look at this, the 20th anniversary of George McPhee getting to the Stanley Cup Finals and losing against Detroit in, in four games. Uh, I look at this roster being better than that Capitals roster back, that he had back then. There were a lot of older Capitals players on there. Yeah. Adam Oates was one of those guys. Uh, it's just a, a lot, a lot of uh, veteran presence, a lot of young guys. Joe Juno was a big part of that team, but now he's got this team of all these middle agers, uh, National Hockey League middle agers that are phenomenal. All these second and third line guys that can absolutely fly around the ice. Uh, great, great skill level, incredible defensive brand of hockey by being aggressive all game long, all over the puck. Uh, to me, regardless of what the storylines are off the ice. Beyond the ice product, it would be a huge contrast in the two teams that we have here, and uh, it would be a hell of a series. Uh, for the record, uh, was it Marc Andre Fleury or Matt Murray that was the difference maker in goal between Washington and Pittsburgh the two previous years? Well, it was Matt Murray the first year, and last year was Marc Andre Fleury. He's the one that got him through that series. Remember, yeah. he got hurt opening night of the playoffs. A uh, Murray that was against the Blue Jackets in warmups, and they put Marc Andre Fleury. He stole the Columbus series. He stole the Capitol series, and uh, then I think it was a pre-planned thing to make sure that they could yank him out of the Ottawa series as soon as they could because everyone knew that he was going to Vegas since about February. Yeah. Al, great stuff. Uh, you know what? I really, for your sake and for Brendan's sake, because I don't, I can't win any. I, I'm, I'm in a pool where I get an honorary spot every year, and I've already blown it with the teams I picked. I hope that uh, Washington gets it done tonight. So best of luck on that oh, front. Absolutely, thanks a lot. You bet. That's Al May from NBC Sports Washington. It's 123 in Edmonton. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates from the Japanese Village. Three locations: downtown, south side, and north side. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline: seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. They have Nazareth, August the tenth. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. And when we come back, we're going to go to the Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 127 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go out and see Paul Olson out at Westlock Ford. You can check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. The Chisler, who is based in Vegas, says, spoiler alert, Bob Cactus Jack isn't allowed back. The Chisler adds, I loved soccer. Uh, I loved Italy soccer in the 2000s. Uh, and I'm not surprised of Derek England. 
Most NHL media are and such are taking the East to prevail. Ha, not a chance. Vegas strong. That one comes to us from the Chisler. Well, I'm not ruling out Vegas now. I, I probably would take whoever wins the Eastern Conference Final over Vegas, but I, Vegas can definitely win the series. I never liked how Italy won in 2006. I mean, if you have to sit there and trash talk arguably the best player in the world at that time, and then he headbutts you. As far as I'm concerned, Zinedine Zidane, he didn't uh, head. He didn't headbutt. It was it Matsurazi? Was that the name of the Italian player? Do you recall, Brendan? Or you would know if he was German, but uh, I believe it was. Yeah, I, maybe we got a. You sure. had Gene Principe on. Oh, Gene will, uh, hey, when, I'll say this: us. when Italy won in '82 and Paulo Rossi got the hat trick, I mean they beat Brazil three two. That was a great game, but that was a to get them through to uh, uh, in the final four that year. But I, I in 2006, I mean, in a 1-1 game, and you're sitting there trash-talking and commenting on a guy's sister or mother or whatever, be better than that. You know, you bring family into it. That's just low and cheap. He didn't headbutt him hard enough as far as I'm concerned. And he headbutted him in the chest. And, of course, soccer guy, so he goes down like he was shot. All right. Uh, Gene's still upset, though, by the way, about Italy not being in the World Cup this uh, summer. I'm not. I'm, I call that poetic <laughs> justice. And by the way, France could win the World Cup this year. they got a lot of young talent. Uh, Germany, hey, your Germany team? Oh, they're always good, yeah. They well, always have a chance. You know, they used to be really defensive, and then they bombed out in about two... Somebody can correct me on this, but I think it was in the 2000 Euros, Germany was terrible. And then they put a real emphasis on skill. Kind of like Canada not winning the gold medal in 1998, and we place a real emphasis on skill. And, you know, I think that when we play our best teams, when we have all of our guys going, and, and want to look like if you watch the World Championship, they did not have a number one goaltender. And the defense really struggled to transition the puck to Canada's forwards. And some of the Islanders guys that were on that team up front, they had bad tournaments. Uh, can't win them all. And that said, they lost 3-2 to Switzerland in the semifinal game in which they outshot the Swiss 16-1 in third period and couldn't get any power plays. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with Arthur Staples. Speaking of the New York Islanders, Lou Lamarillo. How big of a change is that going to be for that organization? This is Oilers Now.